Saks in the Basement is now a proud partner with the Big Heads Media Network. Find us and other great podcasts at BigHeadsMedia.com. You're listening to Saks in the Basement, a production of the Broadcast Basement Limited, where every show is 30 minutes of good and comes from a basement bar on the south side of Chicago. Pull up a stool, pour a cold one, and join us right now for Saks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found and always at SocksInTheBasement.com. Dave, the date is fast approaching the 20th of September, the big Ileana Brew Bus tour of the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail, seven breweries, and we are going to start in Beverly and end up in Crete, Illinois, just running through all the breweries on the Dixie Highway Brewery Trail. We have seats to give away. You cannot buy seats. They have to be they have to be earned. And there are several people doing their best to try to earn them by making sure they are subscribed to the show on some sort of podcast player. They rate and comment on the show so I can see that they rated it and I can get their name like into the pot. And then they share it some way on social media, which is a good thing for us. And then that way you do something good for us. We do something good for you. Just remember, though, if you use like some weird login for your podcast player that is different from your social media account, Send me a message. Send us a message through whatever social media account that you use, a private message, a direct message, and send us a screenshot or tell us, hey, I'm, you know, ABC457W, you know, because that was my sign-in for my for my for iTunes, iTunes account yeah. because uh, there's no way I can match you up, okay? There are some people who have written some great comments and done some great things and shared the show, but I'm having a problem linking some of them up as I'm going through the list. So remember to do that. That's all I'm saying. And we're going to start filling up this bus next week. You're going to start hearing the people getting filled up under the bus because the 20th is fast approaching. You know, I was reading through some of these. I I just thought of this right now. I was reading through some of these comments. Um, you know, so we're getting a lot of new listeners, which is awesome. Um, I think some people, Chris, are a little misled by the name of the show, meaning that... Oh, you saw the ad that ran on Facebook? Which, yeah. Which, by the way, we're in Facebook jail today. Oh, are somebody, we? Yeah, what, somebody, happened? what happened? I, I shared it into a group that said, promote your podcast. Okay. And Facebook flagged me for promoting my podcast. Oh, f- fla- Facebook <laughs> got you. So, okay. But I shared it into a group that literally the title of the group is, promote your podcast. And I got flagged. So we're in Facebook jail this week. Oh, wow. So if you're in a group, this is why you subscribe, just in case like you can't see it on Facebook for a week until I get let out of jail. But go ahead, Dave. Okay, we are not called Socks in the Basement because the socks are bad or they're in last place, which they're not. Um, that's not the whole idea of the show. Obviously, the whole idea of the show is a couple of things. We do this in a basement. Okay, so we're That's not one. we're not in a there prof- you go. we're not in a professional studio right. or anything like that. We're, again, a show for fans by fans. There's, right, yeah, right. We're, we're in a basement. We're not in a studio. Th- this show was started about a year ago when the Sox very much were in the basement, and there was absolutely no hope. Right. right. So the the whole idea of this is that. When the Sox get good and when they become contenders and God willing, they win a World Series with this core that they're developing, we can kind of look back on that as, hey, this was when this was right. This was where we came started from. in the basement, moved on up. And yeah. then also remember the first few episodes, I didn't even have like a website. 
I was using the, my other podcast, The Broadcast Basement, to talk White Sox. And then it turned into this show because there was a response to that. Like you came over because I already had that feed with other guys. And Dave and I have been friends since we were, you know, like, fetuses. Yeah, kids, right. I right. mean, like we were right across the street from each other. We grew up the entire time at 80th and Spalding. So we were like, oh, we'll do a few. So the first few episodes, I didn't even have a feed for it. So since it was on the broadcast basement feed, it was a broadcast basement craft podcast socks in the basement because we were already in the broadcast basement. You Correct. Get that. So there were a lot of reasons for the name and how it came out. And now it's blown up, but I'm not changing the name because some guy doesn't like it. I mean, it's, it's, it's staying socks in the basement. We, you know, I want it to be so ironic when we've won three World Series. We calls it like we sees it. I mean, if there is <laughs> negative stuff going on, because a lot of a lot of people were like, oh, man, this is just going to be another negative you know, podcast. When Listen, good things are happening, we say good when things. When good things are happening, we say good things about the team. All right. When when Yonder Alonso was DFA'd, I opened up a bottle of champagne on the on the podcast right. and celebrated. Poured it, poured it right on my head. I I'm took like, my shirt they, off. They, it was they, very erotic. They finally did something right. And and but but when negative things happen, we're gonna also talk about it. Right. And in a way, we like to pri- we like to pride ourselves on a podcast that hopefully when things are bad, we echo the sentiments of a lot of Sox fans out there because you're not going to get that from other podcasts. The Harry Carey and Jimmy Pearsall for the century that was written on Wednesday on the uh, on one of the podcast players. Is that a bad a guy thing? by the name of Shots of Kenosha? Oh no, I I totally think that that's a is that's that a, a great is that a, is that a is that the a Harry day? Carey and Jimmy Pearsall for this uh, for this century? Okay, that's us. All right, <laughs> I, I don't I, think I also like how like. Every third comment is a fan podcast, not that corporate podcast. Like, that's really caught on. Nice. <laughs> well, right. That That is, listen, that is just it. Like, when things are at their worst, you know, we hope that we can be a voice of commiseration. You know, a, a sense of catharsis for for other White Sox fans you who are feeling the same thing. You put a lot of fun in this thing. week. I can tell this has well, been this has, I mean, been this has been bugging you a little bit. No, it hasn't been bugging me. I just I, I hope to you know clear the air a little bit as far as the the name is concerned right. and what we're really about. And and people think you're just so negative all the time. Apparently, I'm the negative one. I just kind of point. I'm the negative. I'm the one who said Yoan Mankato is going to be a star, and he is a star. Now, is he a star on a team full of stars? I don't know. He doesn't even have an OPS at 900, and he's been down in the second half, even though he was injured, and I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt because of the injury, and he's surrounded by a lot of crap. Yeah, but he's up. Because, I mean, really, yeah, he's the, up. after the, you get through the first couple guys at the top of the lineup, it's just a triple-A team. Yeah, the first half of this team is is very much a major league lineup. No, I mean, listen, if you have if you have an OPS in the upper 800s, which the last I checked, Mankata does, you're still having a, a respectable— having a good year. You're you're having a respectable year. You're having yeah. a good year. Eight sixty six so, OPS on the season. Yeah. Two eighty nine with a three forty five on base percentage and a five twenty slugging. That's a I will that's a take, great season. I will take those numbers but, every year. Listen, when the season started, who were the two most important guys? And Mankata and Anderson. And who and who are the two guys at the top of the list in OPS on the team? <laughs> Mankata and Anderson. Okay. I mean, and that's the most important thing. Remember last year when we were talking about this and we were going through this team and we were like, this is bad. Like, this is really, really bad. Like, just take a brayo off this team. This is just a lot of bad. The, the two guys that were the most important guys made it and, and, and developed and continue to get better. Now, does Tim Anderson still have to learn how to pocket the ball every once in a while? Yes. Does he make some bad plays every once in a while? Yes. Yes, he does. He made a boneheaded play in the past week where, I mean, 
it was one of those things where Steve Stone and Jason Benetti were angry. <laughs> he, he's up late in the game in the seventh inning. You've got the hottest hitter on the team, Yoan Moncada. One of the hottest hitters in baseball, really, over since he got back from his injury. He came back from his injury, just home run, home run, home run for like three straight games. He would have even done better if they wouldn't have kept him down in AAA so that they could make the playoff push for the Charlotte Knights because he should have been up days before that. Right. Okay. But that's that. very important to this organization right now is to tell you that their AAA team wins a championship because if they can do that, they can continue to instill hope at SoxFest when in reality, some of those guys should be up here. But anyway, Moncada's coming up and he takes the bat out of Moncada's hands getting thrown out stealing third base with two oh. outs in the seventh inning. Okay. You just scored a run and Moncada's up. See what I'm saying? Right, you just right, scored right. a run and you're putting pressure on with him at second base. A base hit is going to score him. What hit does Moncada make? Like, how is Moncada safe? And Anderson doesn't score with the exception of a walk. And, a, and even on third base, it's not like he walks in. How did it benefit you? And again, this goes back no, to me as like, how much of this do I blame Tim Anderson and how much do I blame this on the coaching staff that seems to, like, these are the things these guys should have learned this year. You only have four or five guys that really matter on your team. You should be talking to them constantly about these situations. That was terrible. I mean, like, like Stone starts off with, like, as it happens, he goes, oh, you, you just ran yourself out of the inning. <laughs> I don't know why you would do that on two outs. So that's, that's, a, that's, not, a, that's not a smart play. And then Benetti comes back from the break going, and, you know, that was just a terrible way to end it. I mean, they were so angry that the two of them probably so took there was like there was They a, were ticked. There were over, so there was overspill into later innings. Into I mean, later, was, yeah. They yeah, went there through was, the commercial break, came was, back, and were still pissed there off. There was Hawk Harrelson in, yeah. going on there. Like, it's three innings later, and he's still complaining yeah, that doesn't about happen a call. Normally. Yeah, it doesn't happen normally. But, I mean, like, they were just, I mean, they've been watching this all year just like we are. And they they can't turn it off. Like, no, they can't take a break no, like can, I do. Like, I sit there and I go, okay, I'm I'm going to, like, do something with my kids tonight. I've got things that I've got to do. I've got a sporting event for the young one. Whatever. I can take a break. They have to watch all of this. And, again, they can't yell about it as much as they want. I mean, they're really good at, like, pointing things out. Like, wow, uh, bunting in that situation, you got to think that this guy, he did it on his own. Because <laughs> why would Renteria call that? When they know damn well Renteria called the bunt. Yes. You know, right. here's the thing. Here's the record right now. As we sit down and we record on Tuesday, Tuesday night's game is not in the books yet. The record of the White Sox with 25 games to go as we are sitting at the beginning of September is 60 and 77. Now, you're not going to lose 100 games this year. No, you're not, but you're going to probably lose 95. Well, here's the problem. Don't you think? At the beginning of the year, what, what did we say? 75 wins. We thought this was a 75 win team. Okay. Can we, they win? Can we they were win? sitting there talking 70 to 75, and we were hoping for 75 wins. Can they win 10 out of the next? No, no, they have to win 15 out of the 15 next. 15 out of the next 25. 25. They'd have to go 15 and 10 to get to our high mark that we thought they were going to get. And people thought that we were being too negative by saying that. We looked at this team stale, and we we're like, 75 wins. 75 wins. That's about what you can expect on this team. Okay. And, and that's going to be difficult. 70 wins, you got to go 10 and 15. I think they can do that. I hope they can do that. This is a team that's also ripped off several seven or eight game losing streaks during the season. They're, so, yeah, you know, they're, 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 whose manager has a hard time pulling them out of those losing streaks. So, I mean, I, and that's going to be one of the things, one of the general themes that we're going to have to talk about with this team. Like, are, I'm a, I'm starting to evaluate the coaches. I know that they're, like the team will tell you, well, don't evaluate the coaches. We're in a rebuild. 
Next year is another year of a rebuild. Nothing is going to change. Here's the thing. Nothing. Oh, they're not going to fire Nothing will change next year. No. Because we've been over this over the past few podcasts. Expect nothing in in, in 2020 like you were told. You may expect, I mean, what? High watermark 500, maybe. I mean, I don't know, but you're you're not competing. Look, you're not competing in 2020. So you know the organization has all but told you this throughout their, you know, through their actions. So nothing will change next year as far as the coaching staff. So you're going to get another year of you know Rick, Ricky bunting in these weird situations. Um, you're going to get another year of very long losing streaks that they're having a hard time pulling out of, right? This is this is what you're going to get. I mean, we are inevitably going to talk about we're going to dedicate whole episodes, weeks of episodes to what are we going to do next year? What do you want to see? I mean, so I won't get too into it, but Oh, when we're at Cork and Carry at the park on the 26th. That's going to be, yeah. We're going to that's right there in the final homestand pre and post game with Sacks in the basement at Cork and Carry oh, at the yeah, park. Oh yeah, I was going to say talk Thursday about that. Thursday night the that's... 26th against Cleveland and and we're going to that that episode it's it's only going to make sense for us with an open mic for people to sit there and talk with us and ask questions and give their opinions and I'm sure it sometimes tell us that they think we're wrong and sometimes tell us that they think we're right and the only thing we can do at the back end there is do a show that's going to discuss what's going to happen, what we think will happen immediately in the offseason, and kind of put a bow on the season. Yes. But more so, I kind of want to immediately look to the next thing. Because look, if you if you sit around and you you look at this team, just the raw stats of the team, Mankata, Anderson, Abreu, McCann, and Jimenez, those, those are your, those yeah, are your right. professional and- ball players that are starter, starting players. You need, you, need, you need to have eight guys out there plus a DH, okay, on your team to be a professional baseball team. Those are the only professional baseball players that should be starting on the Chicago White Sox. Everybody else out there is a utility player or shouldn't even be on a real Major League Baseball team. A neighborhood bar. A Southside tradition. Your home base for Sox viewing parties. Cork and Carry at the Park. 3258 South Princeton Avenue, where they have an incredible menu that includes award-winning burgers, Chicago favorites, wings, beef, pulled pork, mac and cheese, salads, wraps, nachos, and an incredible environment. When I'm getting a drink pregame or postgame, it's over at Cork and Carry at the park. And in case you didn't know, you can rent the entire bar out for events. Just visit them at corkandcarryatthepark.com for more details. And remember, Thursday, September 26th, Socks in the Basement, live and in person at Cork and Carry at the Park. Pre-game and post-game with an open mic. Wrap up the season in style September the 26th at Cork and Carry at the Park at the corner of 33rd and Princeton, right near the park. We'll see you there. September call-ups are going to happen. In reality, the biggest name that you're going to see come up here is Zach Collins. It's already out. You know that they're not going to give Collins a ton of at-bats. They've already kind of set that up by explaining to you that like he gets so much experience sitting on the bench and talking with James McCann. Oh, come on. I mean, you got to give Welly his, his two starts out of every five guys in the rotation. Because that's what the split is right now. It's three and two. Yeah, I know. Which still is ridiculous to me. I, I still don't understand why Reynaldo Lopez has to be caught exclusively by Wellington Castillo. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Wellington's not going to be on your team next year. He's going to have to learn how to throw the ball to James McCann. You see what I'm saying? I know. Like, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense to me. Wellington Castillo should be sitting on the bench all the time. 
But this sunk cost idea, this idea that, well, we paid him so much money, we got to try him out there, or Ricky loves him, or whatever. But it, it, it's starting to get absurd. No, I mean, those, and those are the two. It's September. Those, those are the two guys. He's not on the team next Those year. are the two guys that, when we've talked about, hey, they don't really believe they're going to win in 2020. Han doesn't really believe that Jerry's going to let him spend the money on top-tier free agents in 2020 so that they can compete. Right there, Sox fans, those are your two. That's the evidence. The fact that Wellington Castillo is playing and Zach Collins isn't. The fact that Yomer Sanchez is playing and Nick Madrigal isn't. Even if he, you know, even if for a cup of coffee up here. The fact that, and, and I'm going to put a third guy in this, like every time I see him in the lineup, which is every day, I want to throw up in my mouth, Adam Ingle. The fact that Adam Ingle is on your team and Lewis Robert is not starting in center field right now. That, uh, Sox fans, that it, tells well, you. Well, but that's the thing here. If they didn't bring up Robert at the trade deadline, they were never going to bring him up. Right. But so that that, I said you, that at the trade deadline. Yes, that now, I agree with, that, now I agree with not bringing him up because it's a waste of a month. Well, it's a waste of a month. But the, the fact that you have seen those three guys playing every single day, in the case of Wellington Castillo, he's not in there every day, but he shouldn't be in there any day. And the fact that you have Engel and Sanchez still out there in meaningless games now, it I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about where this team thinks they really are. Dave, I got a great call for you that we got on the line. We oh. do have a phone line where people can call in for free 24-7, just leave a message. Uh, 708-459-8406, 708-459-8406. You call, a little machine says, leave a message. I mean, it, it, like I can't even put my own voice on it. That's how cheap we are down here in the basement. Okay, 708-459-8406. I listened to this. I laughed out loud. I actually listened to it several times when it came out. Hi, my name is Dean Coffin. Um, trying to put a possible episode out for the next Fox uh, podcast, uh, which is how the White Sox, unfortunately, they nurture their prospects and they keep them in the minor league way too long uh, rather than bringing them up and literally testing them. Uh, Houston is notorious for this. I mean, we actually picked up when they're retread. And they bring them up early and, you know, they test them and they get rid of them. Whereas Un has the tendency to hang out in these guys' minor leagues, search them way too much. Instead, we work with guys like Yolmer Sanchez and Adam Engel. Engel. And my recommendation for those two guys is uh, Yolmer can do next year, he can do Sunday uh, Kids Day, you know, clown and face painting and then the man of steel, he can handle like the pro zone thing in the seventh inning where he can try to run after a fan and that's it. So anyway, simple. And that way you can get the rebuild going rather than the overall retread. Now, now that's awesome. Now that's here's a good, that's a good call. I love first of all that he's he gets the idea that we're constant we're not developing guys. We're we keep keeping guys down and nurturing them and giving them this long time. And again, that's service time. We're the service time champions of 2019. Okay. But the best part is like, he also gets that caller that the White Sox don't like to get rid of anybody that they like. So we're going to make Yomer into a cloud. Like I think he could give, they could give him the Andy, the clown nose. Oh, I remember Andy, the clown. Can you see Yomer next year? I think next year Yomer can be up in the upper deck. Yelling, hey, you socks! And everybody else, go, White Socks! Like, I mean, like a little Andy the Clown. Like, he could be the Andy the Clown for this generation. 
And then like every third section he goes to, he dumps water on his head. Right then and there. That's money well spent. Absolutely. Okay? I mean, they said the money would be spent. I'm saying spend the money. Give him a contract. Give him a league minimum for that. I mean, it's pretty expensive for a clown, but give it to him. And that way he continues to stay employed. And, you know, we don't have to hurt anybody's feelings. And I think it brings a uh, special quality to the, the team. The idea of using Adam Engel as the guy that runs in the warning track and tries to beat a fan like some teams do in the Frozone outfit is also I've very funny. I've never seen that. You've never at seen the that. Socks. They don't do it at the Sox game. So this Sox is something okay. we could bring because we like to steal things from other ballparks. Okay. There are all kinds of little neat little things that are in the, in the have, on the field that were taken from other ballparks. You should have like Adam. Eng- you should have like you know how like Milwaukee does the sausage races. Like you should have like every other like week or so. You should have like Adam Engel be like a guest sausage. <laughs> you know, a mystery sausage that just beats everybody. Mystery sausage. And then he takes and then he takes the, the outfit off and it's like, hey, look, hey, it's Adam Engel. Look, kids, it's Adam Engel. Yomer's up at the top. Hey, Adam Engel. Hey, are we still going to be having uh, some giveaways at Cork and Carries, and then, yeah, ultimate, and then ultimately, and then ultimately, Sox Fest in a couple? I'm of months definitely when doing a, a giveaway at Cork and Carry. Okay. I have not decided what it's going to be. I have some ideas though, and seeing as how we're in a bar, it's probably going to be bar or alcohol related. Okay. See what I'm saying? Got it. But there's going to be stuff to be given away when we're at Cork and Carry at the park on the 26th. That that should be a lot of fun. Show up pregame, postgame. We're recording live microphone. Have a blast. Okay, but there there should be something. I'm I'm. I'm flipping through the catalog right now of the things that I can get going. Okay, we're going to give away something. It should be a lot of fun. So that should be awesome. Okay, before we get out of here, your belief of what you'd like to see in the last month here. Me personally? Yeah, you personally. Like, like there's going to be arguments that people are going to make that I don't care if we win another game. Help your draft position. But I'm sick of that. No, not not. I want to win. See, I want to win. I want this team to end on a high note. I don't want them limping into the end and guys' statistics falling off at the end. See what I'm saying? James McCann is not, he's just kind of hanging on to what he did in the first half and he's had one or two good weeks in there in the second half, but he's been very roller coastery. Yeah. Which yeah, also, he's, 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 which is something we'll get into in the back half of the year and when we start the offseason. Like, you probably need more than just him and Zach Collins behind the plate next year. You probably, if you really wanted to contend, would want another catcher. <laughs> and you'd want to move. You'd want to move them around don't between let, DH and everything else. Don't let, don't let Kenny Williams hear that because he's going to re-sign Wellington Castillo. <laughs> I'm serious, Chris. Okay. okay, so, but in the in the last month, something you're rooting for, something you want to see in the last month, uh, if you think about it. Because I know what I want to see is, I want to see, first of all, guys finish strong like Mankata and, and like Anderson and I'd like to see McCann continue to keep it up. And, I, you know, you want Jimenez to get as many at-bats as possible. And I'd like to see Zach Collins get a chance to hit, but we've talked to many people who have been on this show before who say that unless you give this guy at-bats almost every day, you can't bring him up here now and not let him hit. He was doing really well in the last month in Charlotte. you got to get him in the order, like, and then just play him. And if you're not playing him, then your excuse is going to be what? He's getting a lot of experience sitting around talking to James and fatigue, working before Chris, the game. Fatigue, No, fatigue's only Lewis Robert. Well, he that's got only exhausted route into the basics. Okay. That's uh-huh. why he's not up for September. That's why him and Nick Mandrigal, we're not going to see them. It's got nothing to do with service time at all. Got nothing to do with manipulation. Got nothing to do with any of it. You hush your mouth. I want to see guys like McCann, Abreu, Jimenez, Mancada, Anderson, and I'll throw, you know, Leary Garcia into this. 
I want to see them continue to have solid, you know, finish the year strong, have a solid year, a solid month, so you could make it a solid year for those guys. Um, the same thing can be said for uh, Giolito and Lopez. All right. Yes. Um, you know, I want to see, like you said, I want to see Zach Collins up here playing every day, but I'm not going to see it. Because um, you don't believe it either. You don't no, think he's going to get the bad every I don't, day. I don't believe it either. No. Um, I mean, it makes no sense not to. Like that, Here's the thing. If you brought him up, then you should be playing him. See what I'm saying? We've been saying that ever since the first time he got called up. But it's funny how we both have this. Even though we know what the right thing is to do, we don't believe they're going to do it. No. I mean, I hope that we no. we look like idiots next week, and it's like, man, he played six out of the first seven games he was up. But I, we don't know because it's hard to trust them to do the right thing here. I mean, you know, Ryan Goins, you know, DHing oh, every day. Him. I mean, I don't, I don't. I don't care is this him. is this guy really going to be a cog in the lineup? I mean, why, why? Why play him every day and not give Collins the at bats? I don't. I, I, I just. I don't understand. I just don't know what they're going to do. Like they concern me with how they've been handling him because we both know that he needs to get his at bats if he's going to be up here. There's no point in having him up here otherwise. Remember what the reasoning was. We sent Zach down because, and this is directly from Han. We sent Zach down, and it was essentially because he was trying to do it his way. And, and they wanted to prove we a, wanted to prove a point. point that it wasn't working. So we brought yeah. him up to the majors so that he would learn that what he was doing in AAA was not going to work in the majors. He went back down, did everything they told him to do, and was on fire for the last month here. Okay, so if all of that is the case, the only reason you're bringing him up right now is that you want him now to come up and prove that it worked. Because think about what you do to his self-confidence. Like right now, here's a guy whether it's right or wrong, who believes you were right. He was doing it wrong in the minor leagues. You proved him wrong. He went down and he, he hit like gangbusters when he started listening to what you told him to do. But now he's up. If you don't give him the opportunity to do that here, what was it all for? What was the last couple of months for? Because then he's going to be like, man, it doesn't matter what I do. See, then it'll start right. to get into his head. Right. So you, you do need to bat him. You do need to have him get in here and play almost every day. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do. Is this team so afraid of Jerry Reinsdorf saying, why am I paying Wellington Cassie all this money and I don't see him on the field in the month of September, that they won't do the right thing? That's what it all comes down to. Or is Wellington just best buddies with Ricky Renteria and he's going to get the, you know, Reynaldo Lopez is all my just... You know, I know that I only had two-tenths of an inning the other day or whatever it was, or I had a terrible start to my last game. But, you know, I still want this catcher out here, even though I've been wildly inconsistent when he sits behind the plate with me. Because that's I, my guy. I kind of think it's all of the above with that, to be honest with you. I think it's a little bit of both. I think it's a little bit of Renteria just loves Castillo for some reason or another. And the fact that, you know, Reinsdorf is paying him all this money. Uh, it's 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 probably both. You're both. You're probably right on both. Right. I mean, in the end, the legacy of guys like him, ten years from now with White Sox fans, is just kind of be like somebody's be like, remember him, and everybody's gonna be like, oh man, that was bad. Like, <laughs> like, you know, right? If they remember, two years he was PED suspended for most of the first one. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I, like, so what do I? I mean, and then getting, like the whole getting, second, getting the whole second to, year, whole second year was just waiting for him to go away. Getting like, back, what heck of a two-year stretch with a team. Getting back to what I, I want to see. I mean, there's really not much 
there's there's really not much that you haven't said that I don't agree with as far as what I want to see. What I would have loved to have seen is Robert and Madrigal come up at the trade deadline, but we did not get that. So, you know, it's stupid to bring them up now. Um, so we ain't gonna get to see you ain't gonna get to see either of those two. Dodgers, the Dodgers, class organization. Class organization yeah, that wins consistently. Yeah, you had their jersey on last week. Wins consistently every year. Brings up guys when they're ready to play. Another shining example as to how to do this and be consistent. Gavin Lux up September 1st. Right. One pitch, one hit. Joins a team. He's up. He's playing. Somebody will say, well, you know, I mean, they don't have to worry about service time. Whatever. This is what you want to get to. You want you want guys to come up and play. And I I have decided that the service time thing makes sense when you're at a certain stage. But now it was time to have some of these guys up. It was time to have them up over the last month. You know, I, I kind of get the September call-up thing only because of the fact that I know that if they weren't coming up on August 1st, then it, they weren't coming up at all this year. Like, I knew that. Like, there was no logic to take away the month of August for Madrigal and Robert. Right. There was no, there was a, that would have made zero sense. That would have been just organizationally inept. So, so the moment that that didn't happen, I never believed they were coming. And we've said that they were never coming for September. Right. But I continue to see teams, Toronto Blue Jays, like I said last week, Bo Bichette comes up, look at him go. Okay. <laughs> look at him go. Look at him go. They got, they're playing for nothing this year. Look at him go. And that's the thing. You can't sit there and say, this is the only way to do it. For anybody that makes that argument, the only way to do this is to manipulate service time. You're crazy if you don't want to hold on to that guy for the extra year. I had a Cub fan hit me up on Twitter. I always love their knowledge of my team. Okay? <laughs> I, I hit me up on Twitter go, man, we really appreciate that extra year of Chris Bryant. In the end, though, no, you, when you're not going to win a World Series during that extra year. No, you're not. So because when did they win? They won. They won. They won like immediately when he was up. Yeah. So, so you know, you don't know what the future holds for your team. Okay. You don't know when you're going to catch that lightning in a bottle. Remember 04? Magli Ordonez, Carlos Lee. They, they were main cogs in the middle of your lineup. And you make this massive roster flip. And some people say, oh, the genius of Kenny Williams. It was career year for, like, everybody that went out there that year. Right. Scott Pasenik, like, never had a better season. American that. hero. Yeah. Scott Pasenik, American hero, the greatest season he ever played in Major League Baseball. So the thing is, you never know when these things are going to work out for you. When a guy's ready, bring him up. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Socks in the basement. Run, I, I love that idea. Adam Engel running. Gilmer Sanchez dumping stuff on his head. Out in the stands. Painting faces. <laughs> Gilmer would be great at that, man. He would be. He'd be a solid. He'd be solid at that. Who else could we put out there in the field that has like some kind of special skill? You know? Oh, man. Um... When Lincoln Castillo can hold a thing. Don't do drugs, kids. Socks in the Basement. Heard everywhere podcasts can be found. And always on SocksInTheBasement.com.